<laughs> All right, there you have it. There you have it. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, smooth. Smooth. That was a smooth transition. Welcome Smoothly. back, everybody. You're watching a My World special uh, here. We're talking about the brand new show. My yeah. co-host tonight, man, I'm so excited to have him. Way better than Pete Lusick, Jim Miller. Right, <laughs> <laughs> we look good at our yeah. jobs also, by the way. Pete, we're, Pete <laughs> don't be mad, Pete. I'm just kidding. Don't be mad, Pete. I'm just kidding. Uh, Jim, Sweet. it is great to have you here. Thank, Thank you. you for coming and sharing the night with me. I just want to talk about preparation. So, Jim, yeah. how long is a prep, uh, camp for, for, for a fight? Uh, it all depends on how much time they give me, man. Yeah, Sometime, I do. Uh, I like about six seven weeks nowadays six, seven weeks to prepare for a fight yeah yeah and mike how about you for an, a tournament a tournament i would say uh you talking about like official practice i like to have three full days of practice but that's that's a that's that that's not on the surface what i i started thinking about it months oh, no, before I, yeah, you do so there is there is mental practice there's tackle prep yeah but there's three full days is what i feel good with of yeah. preparation and, and, and practice or more if you can get it or more if you can get it but three full days is good yeah, yeah. so how do you feel about jim showing up at that like foundation tournament with the <laughs> rods in one bag and yeah the in the other hand hey no, listen guy was hey confidence the on there stringing what, the line to the i have we had time man <laughs> yeah we had time that's right we sat on the boat for 30 minutes yeah or and it and it's and ate, our, ate our breakfast sandwiches right yeah which and were it's titles that's right. And yeah. it's tidal. So why fish during high tide, right? Wait, right. You wait your, till the tide gets right. Just your pace eyes. yourself. Yeah. He's just jealous because yeah. we won. Yeah. That's Undefeated. true. Undefeated. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily. I mean, I've, I fished with the Dean. Oh, yeah. That's right. Later and I, yeah. yeah. And was didn't defeated. do so well. Yeah. 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 Well, Ooh. that's fishing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is fishing. Uh, let me remind everybody, you're watching us in my world special, uh, man. We're having a lot of fun tonight talking with some of the best athletes in the world. Uh, and we've got another one lined up right here. Uh, good friend of mine, hell of a fisherman and pretty good driver too. I would say <laughs> decent driver uh, joining us now via the digital machine. Martin Truex Jr. Join us. Martin, what's up, man? Hey buddy. How you doing? How you doing? I miss you, man. How's everything going? Oh, doing good, man. It's good to see you. It's it's big night. So uh, proud of you and uh, can't wait to get back on the water with you as well. I cannot wait to get back on the water with you. Okay, first things first. How's the fishing? I, I saw a post somewhere back a few months ago. You were fishing with some guy named KVD. I don't even know. Who is that? I don't even <laughs> Who's know that who guy? it is. How, how's the fishing been? Uh, fishing's been good. I've had a, uh, I've had a fun summer, you know, as you know, uh, between races, I like to uh, do a lot of fishing. I spent, yeah. you know, I spend a few weeks up in Michigan every summer and uh, love to catch those smallmouth. And, uh, you know, I live most of the year in Florida. So I've been, uh, I've been down there actually this past week catching a bunch of snook and redfish and, you know, just, uh, trying to spend as much time on the water as I can between races. It's, uh, it's a great way to, you know, stay fired up and, and kind of refocus every weekend for uh, the next race coming up. Yeah, it, it that's a what you just said is a tough one. There's saltwater guys, there's freshwater guys, there's some guys that do it both. Do you have a preference? What do, what would you rather do? Uh, I, I honestly, it's really hard to pick, and I've been asked that before. I, I love both. I mean, yeah. it just depends. I mean, you know, I love I love smallmouth, I love largemouth, I love I love snook, I love redfish, I love tarpon. I mean. It's uh, it's hard to pick, but I'm, I'm mostly uh, you know, a guy that likes to 
you know, likes to throw artificial. So I don't do yeah. a whole lot of live bait fishing, no matter where I'm at. Um, you know, but I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't pass up the opportunity to catch a special one on a live bait. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I, I like any, anything that pulls back. I like yeah, it. That's it. That's it. That's for sure. Um, well, we've been following along with your year. Um, how's the race year been? How, how's, how's the, how's the Toyota running? How's it been so far? Yeah, it's been pretty good, Mike. We, uh, I think we're sitting, uh, the playoffs are starting this coming weekend. So our regular season just ended. I think we're starting yep. the playoffs in uh, tied for second. Uh, we've won three races, which is not bad. Uh, it's been a good year all in all. Uh, it's been a tough summer. We've had a lot of, I, I think the last race we won was in Darlington back in, uh, back in the spring, early summer. And, uh, you know, summer's been tough. We've been running well. We've had a lot of bad luck and, you know, got in some crashes and all that, that crazy stuff. But with all that said, we're still, you know, starting out the playoffs uh, as the second seed, uh, which is good. And uh, that starts this coming weekend at Darlington, which was the last race we actually, uh, last track we won at. So that's looking good. We're fired up. We're excited. And uh, we're ready to rock and roll. That's awesome. I, it brings up a great question, which is, and I know a lot of people watching are NASCAR and fishing fans both. And the question is, is your mindset, is the, is the crew and the team's mindset different for playoffs than the regular season? Or is it the same mindset? Is it the same strategy across the board? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's similar. Um, but, you know, to really to really dive into it deeper, I think, you know, the regular season, really, at, when this when the year starts, you're just you're looking for that first win. You're looking for that yeah. to lock into the playoffs. Right. Make sure you don't have to worry about pointing your way in or being consistent or anything. And then you start to take some chances. You gamble a little bit. You kind of throw. I, won't, I don't want to say Hail Marys, but you get a little bit more aggressive, whether it's your car setups or, uh, you know, taking chances on pitch strategy, things like that. You're trying to, you know, once you get that first win and you're locked in, you're looking for bonus points. Right. You're looking for stage wins. You're looking for race wins. Um, points, unless you're going for the regular season you know, championship points aren't a huge deal. Um, yeah, so you're, you're definitely, you know, swinging for the fences a little bit more. Um, and then once the playoffs start, you, you know where you're sitting, you know kind of where you stand. You know, for us, I feel like we're a, you know, top three, four car every weekend. And, um, you know, we're starting in a good spot. So, like, this first round is three races and four guys get knocked out. And we're going to go out trying to swing for a win. But we're not going to beat ourselves and take a big chance and have a chance of getting knocked out in that first round because right. we're sitting pretty good points wise. And, um, you know, at this point, you can kind of just try to be consistent and, and do your deal. You know, if we run top five, the first you know three races, we're going to be, you know, easily on to the next round. So, yeah, you kind of got to play it a little bit safe, but also trying to win at the same time. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. a lot of strategy and fishing as well in, in our events. Uh, I, I want to go back to our shoot and I, I got to tell you, and I'm, I've, I've almost said this to every guest we've had on tonight, but what an amazing experience I had with you that day. And, and I really got to jump into your world in two different arenas, which was <laughs> great. I got, I got to learn the basics, the very, very basics in a way that I think a lot of people start to fall in love with the sport. Right. You know, and, and um, that was amazing. And then I got to the next level with you on the dirt track. And, and 
dude, that I'm still thinking about it. Like the sound, that sound is still ringing through my head. But it was incredible for me. I know for you it was kind of cool too because it got back to your roots a little bit. It got back to, you know, maybe sort of why you got into it in the beginning. Tell me a little bit about that. Was that a, was that a cool moment for you getting back to the dirt track? Yeah, for sure. It was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, going to the little indoor go-kart track, kind of like the basics, kind of where, um, you know, I started in racing go-karts. It's a little bit more, you know, it was a little more high pace and faster than that. But, you know, you kind of get the idea of what's going on there. And, uh, you know, for me, when we went to that dirt track, I'm not, you know, I don't have a, as we talked about on the show, I believe, I don't have a huge dirt track background. And, you know, so that was something that I was really excited to go do. And, and, and I had a lot of fun with it. And, you know, earlier this year, we went later after that, we went to a dirt track in NASCAR at Bristol. They put dirt down on Bristol and uh, I went out on the dirt track with the truck and and won the truck race. So it was kind of surprising. And it was interesting (laughs) how those two, you know, how those two things kind of related, but yeah. um, you know, to, to do that on your show and to go back to a, you know, a short track, a local short track there in Delaware, where there's so many local fans that are passionate about racing and yeah. so many young drivers trying to come up and make their way um, to go do that was, was really neat. And that's kind of how we all started. It, it, it was awesome. And I, I got to tell you, it's like, I took the, the theory and the strategy, you know, the lines and the inside, the outside. And I, I was really thinking of all that and I get out there and, and I really, you know, put it in the gear and man, I was flying and I was, I was going around these turns and I'm like, yes, I'm beating Martin. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm beating a NASCAR champion. And then all of a sudden, like out of, out of the corner of my right eye and my right ear, I just heard, I told you passed me like I was standing still, man. <laughs> I don't want to I mean, be, it was unbelievable, but I don't want to be too hard on you, but you weren't going very fast. <laughs> <laughs> I could have swore I was. God. That's the thing, man. That's the thing about racing. I got, uh, I've got a, a good, my brother-in-law actually, uh, he's worked on race cars since he was a teenager, you know, and he's been all over NASCAR. He's worked on all kinds of different teams and he's never really drove anything. And he went, a buddy of his um, had a late model stock that they ran out at Hickory Motor Speedway here in North Carolina. And he went there with him one day and got in there. He's like, I can do this. I've been around racing my whole life. He understands. He knows how to build the cars, to set them up and do all that. And he got in there and he said, man, I thought I was setting track record. I thought I was flying. And these guys, these three guys went by me so fast, they pulled the door numbers off the thing. They pulled the stickers off the side. And uh, so it's, it's, um, yeah, when you get in, in, a, in the real deal, it's, uh, it, it's, way different it's something that takes years to learn and years to kind of figure out like to the feeling of speed and how to be comfortable with it so i thought you did an awesome job in that in that little uh micro sprint i'm just saying you never done it before you never raced anything i thought you did a great job but thank you i did i really did but it's it's definitely uh there's a lot more to it than people think just by watching as you as you could tell there there's there's a lot and it it blows me away uh every amazing athlete i got to fish and film with in their world i've i've really you get an appreciation for how difficult the sport is and how much skill and talent and preparation it takes so it was amazing jumping into your world the next day we jumped into my world i i jumped you into my world in tough 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 conditions 
we we really had to grind and work, uh, and we were able to we were able to to put together a decent day. I don't want to give too much away before the show, but yeah, for sure. For give sure. me a comparison, uh, Martin, between you know a race where things aren't working, it's tough, and you have to grind and keep pushing. That's really what our day was. Is there a comparison between a race and our day of fishing that you can make? Uh, I, I guess the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest way I could say it was, you know, you got to, you didn't get through inspection. You had to start at the back and right. just, you know, it took you all day to get all day to get to where you wanted to go. I, I guess right. that would be a good comparison. But I also want to say that, you know, it's really hard to compare, um, you know, what we did at the, at the racetrack and what we did on the lake, because, um, you know, if I went to that lake by myself, you know, and fish that body of water by myself without you, a grind might have turned into a zero. Right. Right. So, yep. so you know, getting out on the racetrack and making laps, you, yeah, okay, you can make laps, right? But how fast can you go? That's kind of the, that's kind of where the difference comes in. Yeah. And, and on the lake, I had a huge advantage, obviously, because, you know, you were the captain and, and you, you knew the place, so you knew where we were going and it was still tough. So, yeah, you know, I, I think, I guess what I'm saying is a lot of times that, you know, the, the fishing side of things, like you guys don't get enough credit about how good you are looking at a map of a lake you've never been to and using your intuition and saying, here's the, here's the spots I want to start on. Here's what I'm looking at. And then really breaking it down after you kind of feel it out a little bit. It's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a study and, and, you know, competing against the living creature, it doesn't always go the way you want it to. They don't always sure. listen to the book. But yeah. I'm, you know what, in hindsight, and I, and I want people, I cannot wait for people to see our episode. I hope they appreciate that, you know, we, we, we're thrown into real conditions. Jim, when you and I fished, there were no stunt doubles. Yeah. There was no recreations. <laughs> there, it wasn't a private pond, right? These are public yeah. fisheries. And the day we had Martin, it was a grind. And I want people to see that because it's part of the sport that I enjoy, right? It, it's, it's when you have a bad race, you want to go back. It, it drives you to go back and succeed again and to learn something from that. And I, I cannot wait for people to see that, right? You know, we, yeah. we had to grind. We had to work. You don't always catch a thousand fish, right? And, and it was a real testament to what fishing is. And, and I'm, I'm glad we experienced that challenging day together. That was, that was amazing. I'm glad we did that. Yeah, no question. And, and it was a ton of fun. We had a blast and, and, you know, we, we actually, we ended up making a, you know, pretty good day out of it. We caught some, you know, some decent fish and had a, we had a pretty good bag of fish. So, uh, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, when, you know, you don't have the best car in a race and you're, you know, you're going as hard as you can and you're still trying to win it. And, you know, there is times, you know, when you don't have the best car and you find a way and you win the race and that's, you know, that's about the best feeling you can ever have, you know, when you know, you kind of, challenge the odds or beat the odds um you know i would say we were kind of in that boat that day i i'd agree with that i'd agree with that guys what do you have so you got any questions brian what, what do you got you got something coming through riz what do you got yeah we do um a great question came through from marshall um and he wants to know and it's actually going to be kind of for the whole panel here all three okay guys, what's worse a replacement <laughs> fighter a cold front before the before the tournament 
or having to start a race from the back of the pack. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. It's a three-part fight, cold front, and or start from the back. Wow. All right, Jim, you want to you want to start? Uh, replacement fighter is pretty bad, right? No. It, no. To, honestly, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter. Okay. Because uh, I, I still... I still have to do what I do. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go to either the cold front or the starting at the back of the pack. Okay. Yeah. Martin, you want to jump in on this? What what's worse? No question, cold front. Cold front. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I can win a race from the back. It's hard to catch fish on every cold front. <laughs> I I'm gonna have to agree with you. I wanna I wanna second that and say cold front sucks. <laughs> Pretty much sucks, you know. And and those cold fronts roll in as soon as the tournament starts or as soon as the camera gets turned on. Yeah, but you don't get oh. punched in the face. That's true. That's true. But <laughs> That's true. It's like the further south you go, the worse it is, right? You're right. You're right. It's the kiss of death in Florida. You oh, should God. know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I had I had so much fun filming that episode. Uh, cannot wait for you to see it. Cannot wait for people to see it. Martin, I wish you a lot of luck uh, starting next week at Darlington. I, I hope you dominate the playoffs. I can't wait to watch it and uh, all the best of the world. Thanks for coming on the show and let's fish again, man. Let's, yeah. let's fish again soon. Yeah, let's do it. I for sure. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, it was a, it was a pleasure and honor to be on your show. Good luck with it. I'm excited to see it and uh, I hope that everything goes well for you. We'll see you down the road. You got it. We'll see you. Martin Truex Jr. Right. Everybody. Yeah, Mark, yes. You guys. Yes. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think Cole front and, Start from the back are the the two tough ones. You know, yeah, like a replacement fighter, right? It's like maybe catching, trying to catch a different species of fish, right? Right, like, and if you're if you're finessing, it might be you might have to play something different. But if you're a power fisherman, yeah, and I consider myself a power fighter, yeah, I'm just going in and I'm doing what I'm doing, right? (laughs) You're just doing it. That's right. I'm putting the bait in front of the fish. Right, right. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Um, I I have a real quick question that I have to ask you, Jim. And this is this stems from even my early childhood. Is it intimidating when you're in a fight with someone that's bigger and taller, or is it not as intimidating? Is it always strategy? Because that's one thing that got me. Like even just in like childhood brawls and scraps, you know, if I was somebody that was my level, I'd feel confident. Mm. But once I got to someone that was taller or bigger, I'd always just kind of be like, "Yeah, dude, you were always a prick." (laughs) I know, but I'm just saying it's intimidating. It's intimidating to have a. Luckily, me and you only fought once. Once, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know what? I'm I'm one of the shortest lightweights in the in the UFC, so I'm always fighting guys that are taller than me. Right. Um, And you know, I trained with my brother for for years so i was always training with somebody that was two weight classes above me as right. well so it never bothered me right um it's about the style in which you fight right like if you're going to be the small fighter inside the cage you have to fight like the small yeah. fighter you can't fight like you're the big guy right so you just have to use what strengths that you're going to have over your opponent which is in a vast majority of the case is going to be your speed and stuff like that so right it's just fighting in that way yeah. you know um you know, you know, it's uh yeah, it never really bothered me. Yeah. You know, like uh even on the mats training, uh 
I, I always found that guys with like bigger arms, like bigger arms are easier to straighten. <laughs> right. Because more they, surface area. Well, because they're used to powering out of it. Right. And like once you hit a certain size, unfortunately, I'm I'm that size where I can I could deadlift more than anybody can single arm bicep curl. Right. So as long as I isolate it and then I use my body where it's strong, nobody's going to be able to just bicep curl through my arm bar or something like that. Right. right? And everybody's neck is really the same. You put your arms around it and you squeeze hard enough. Right. <laughs> right. And they go to sleep. So. I, I, I figured that out. I can't wait for you to see the show, but I figured that one out pretty quick. Uh, you put you in a, a rear naked? Uh, it was what was it wasn't it, it wasn't a rear naked it was a or was it a rear naked i can't remember yeah you'll have to watch the show yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to give too much away but uh might have been a guillotine it was a guillotine yeah. it was a guillotine oh. i don't want to give too much away but i was supposed to tap when i started feeling a little really and i never never give up i forgot to tap you never gave up on that i forgot to tap um let me remind everybody you're watching. I'm having so much fun tonight. I hope you are too. You're watching a My World special, and we're talking about my brand new TV show called My World. It's airing on CBS Sports Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time. And guess what? That's tomorrow night, Rizzo. Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, you're going to get to watch the first episode. It's been such a blast uh, filming these. And here's something I want to mention before we get our next guest on. Yes, yes. Which is. Jim, it's been fun to, to get to know and train and work with and jump into the world of different athletes, right? So mainstream sports, I would consider your sport uh, mainstream sport. Lane Johnson, I would consider mainstream sport. Even Martin, right? NASCAR's pretty mainstream. Oh, yeah. But uh, Kyle Troop, you know, bowling a little more off the mainstream. Mm -hmm. And our next guest... I would definitely say this sport is a little more off the mainstream, but just as grueling. And these guys are just as good. And I think we've got our next guest lined up and joining us right now. Uh, great guy, uh, good friend. Cannot wait to talk to him. Keyshawn Whitehorse, professional bull rider, joining us here on the show. Keyshawn. Yeah. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> Oh, I'm doing great. I'm fantastic. Good to see you. Okay, first things first. Where are you right now? Are you home? Where are you at? Prairie. Yeah. Yes, I am. I am home. I uh, had to kind of go a little bit away from the house to have better connection to do this. That's awesome. So you drove to get a signal for the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh I saw that. So I left you literally pulled over on the side of the road in downtown Philadelphia, cars everywhere, people beeping, yelling, mad at us because we're pulled over with the bass boat in, in Philly, letting you off at the hotel. And you were getting on a plane to fly right to an event in Little Rock. And I looked, you had two good days in Little Rock. Talk about that, Keyshawn. You had, uh, I, I have in the notes, a ninth and a second place, two days. Talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, my, I went to Little Rock and I had my first round bull. And with that, they'll, I, the bull fell down. And so in bull riding, if the bull doesn't give you a fair shot to get a score or an A-second ride, you get a re-ride. Well, the bull yeah. fell down. My hand got stuck in the rope. And uh, 
I got stomped on all over. My vest broke that. open and everything. And then they gave me a re-ride, and I was able to convert for an 88 and a half, I believe it was. On a bull, I hadn't ridden before, but uh, I was pretty messed up. I had a cut in my forehead. Uh, you know, I thought my foot was broke at that point, but it was. It was just swollen up, and then I resprained my MCL that was just then healing up. But uh, then uh, soon after that, they have a bonus round called the 1515, which is the best 15 bulls in the world and then the best 15 riders. And uh, I was able to go 90 and a half. I think I took second in that 1515. Yeah. So it worked out. It did work out. And I, uh, so Becky, my wife Becky showed me the clip and oh, on social media. And I can't remember where we were at. We were somewhere and I saw the clip and dude, my, like my stomach, like got cramped up just watching it. Um, that was scary looking to, for me watching it. It was a scary, scary thing. And it's crazy because we talked about it a week before, you know, we were gone over scenarios where, you know, you can get hurt, you can get thrown from the bull and then it ends up happening. Was it, is it, is it as scary as it's happening or is it more scary watching it after it happens? I think, uh, I think while it's happening, it's definitely really scary because, you know, the possible outcomes. But at that moment in time, you're not really thinking about it just because you're trying to do your best to get out of that situation versus when you are watching it, you know, you have no control over the entire situation. You just kind of hope it for the best for whoever, you know. So I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a little mix in it. I'd rather not be in it, but uh, it is a sport that I do. So I kind of yeah. have to take that when it comes and if I get injured hopefully it's nothing too bad well we're glad we're glad you're okay uh Keisha I mentioned this we've had some amazing athletes on the show tonight and I said this and I think it made these guys a little mad uh I know when I said it I have happened to have Lane Johnson on who's I think he's like seven four three fifty <laughs> and when I said it, I uh, I was watching out of the corner of my eye. I was watching Jim, who's a pretty badass dude. He was sort of giving me the evil eye as I said it. So I'm probably going to get beat up by Jim after the show. But I said that I've I've got a chance to work with a lot of amazing athletes in this show, and bull riders are some of the baddest dudes I've ever 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 been around, dude. The experience I had for, for, with you to see what you guys go through, not just from training, but, you know, riding a beast of an animal and, and having to stay on that thing for eight seconds. It's incredible. I left that shoot. I know I showed you the next day, but I left our two day shoot <laughs> sore and bruised and tired and battered. And I'm still healing. Here we are. A week later. I mean, you actually got stopped by a ball and I wasn't even, I didn't get stopped by a robo, but, um, it's a tough sport. Uh, t talk about that a little bit, because I think a lot of people watching see it from afar and are like, oh, it's just not a bull. But it's a very difficult sport. Talk about some of the training and preparation that you have to go through. Indeed, it's pretty tough. Uh, you know, just during the week, uh, and all the varies on, you know, injuries. I mean, just like any other sport, people have injuries, so you kind of have to adjust your training. For me, I like to do, like, strength training on Mondays and Tuesdays mainly, and I'll get on practice bulls on a Wednesday and then come Thursday and Friday, 
I'll either stretch or I'll just keep doing just kind of cardio, nothing too much strength training wise. And that's my end season kind of deal going on there versus, you know, when I'm kind of in my off season, I try to focus on building up as much strength as I can while keeping my weight down. Just because I know whenever, whenever I get on every weekend, I'll be soared up, you know, injuries might rise. And I, I know I'll lose some of that strength. So I'm going to try to keep as much as I can throughout the season. And, you know, just like any other sport, well, other sports, you know, you get paid no matter what, per se, just about any other sport. But bull riding, I mean, yeah. unless you're really sponsored up, you're not really getting paid, you know, if you buck off, if you don't perform, if you don't ride. You got the only way you get paid more is you stay on and then you do good. And that's not always the case. Riding can be difficult because, uh, you know, doing good is bucking off half your bulls and then riding half your bulls. And that's doing good. And mentally, that can get frustrating, especially if you're, uh, you know, if you're on the amateur leagues and you're used to pretty much staying on everything. And then you go to the yeah. big times and you're only staying on half of what you're getting on or maybe not even half. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, I've, I've gained a new appreciation for what you guys do. Um, I, I did want to bring this up too, Keyshawn, real quick. So the weekend after we filmed, Becky and I and the family got to go to uh, Caltown again, where we filmed in Caltown, the bull riding portion, which is uh, the oldest. Let me say that. Am I saying this right, Becky? The oldest continue, weekly operating rodeo in all the United States, which is right down the road here. So it's a really cool place. But uh, Becky and I and the kids went to Caltown the next weekend, and they had six or eight riders, bull riders that night. I want to say eight bull riders that night. Not a one of them stayed on a bull for longer than like three seconds. So maybe one was six. But six was right. But, but I made it eight seconds. No one made it eight seconds. No. no. And I saw that and I was like, God, see, I'm like, these, this is the hardest, you know. And so to watch Keyshawn, to get to watch you, to get to experience a day with you and see what it takes, it put it all into perspective for me. So I don't want to give too much away about the show, but. <laughs> so we got a competition going on yeah, on the message board. That. Oh, we do. <laughs> Anthony Geis right now oh, is, uh, okay. is taking a shot of 10 cup whiskey. Every time you say, I don't want to give too much all right, away. I don't, uh, and the bottle's gone. All right. Let me say it one more time. I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> athletes. <but laughs> athletes. athletes. I'm, I may have stayed on a bowl for eight seconds. We'll, we'll see in the show. I don't want to give too much away about that, but um, I don't want to give too much away about that. But Keyshawn, we we had an amazing day in your world, uh, uh, and I've got to learn about this this cool sport. But the second day was a cool one too, and we we gave ourselves a really really tough challenge. I I didn't put an easy one yeah. in front of us. I I put a really difficult one in front of us. When I let you know what the challenge was. What was your expectations on whether we could succeed or not? Were you confident? Were you kind of like, we ain't gonna do this? What what were your what were your expectations of the day? I was honestly really confident in it. Uh, you know, pulling up and knowing about the reservoir. Well, not me knowing personally, but others knowing and kind of, you know, talking to you as well and knowing how tough it could possibly be. Uh, hearing how what kind of day it could be, you know, but the potential in it. I didn't really like, uh, 
I just kind of had like an open mind on it. It's kind of like, you know, when a yeah. bull, you get a bull that's pretty tough to ride, but at the same time, you can't think about how tough he is to ride because he could make, he could give you a really good score and have a really good day and do things that help you out or, you know, be really tough to ride. I just kept my mind open and just kind of allowed myself to just take it in and, you know, just kind of keep going at it and chip, trying to chip away at it each, each time. And, you know, it's good having you there because, you know, you're putting us where we need to be. It it was it was awesome. It was one of those grinders in, in gym. It's a lot like our day, which is it wasn't easy, but when you get to the end, right? When you get to the the end of the fight mm-hmm. or when you get to your eight second mark, it's kind of like it feels better when it's a more of a challenge, right? It's like sometimes those easy ones, you're like, ah, yeah, that was cool, right? But the tough ones feel better in the end. And that that was our day for sure, I think. What was, Keyshawn, what was the most memorable part of our fishing day for you? I had a lot, but what was the most memorable part for you? Was there one moment that stuck out? Keyshawn, what was your favorite part about Ike? Oh, I, no. I think that's what he was asking. Oh, I wasn't asking that. No, I wasn't asking that. Of course I was. Sorry. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think... I don't know. It's it's tough to say. I mean, throughout the day, we had a lot of memorable parts, you know, from the moment seeing the sunrise, you know, and seeing kind of the fog over the lake and seeing how active the fish were to, you know, um, making our way across the lake and kind of figuring out the pattern that that needed to go on to those struggles and then to some of the successes and then you know maybe to the part of where it was coming down to the wire you know where it was where we were needing to capitalize on the challenge uh i don't know that's that's really tough to say uh but i want to say maybe at the very least my favorite moment was just kind of from the beginning the simple factor of kind of the the calm before everything, which was the yeah. beginning of the day, uh, you know, cause you know, we have a high expectation within ourselves. Uh, the confidence was there and then, you know, and then we were able to kind of key in on certain things and we just got kind of excited for the day. I mean, I think that was kind of our, we had the most energy and the most, uh, a lot of confidence in what we were doing at that moment in time. And I don't know, it was just kind of like a fresh, refresh that right there that i really like that part it was the yeah. beginning of the day although there was many others that i could probably say yeah that that's a you, you hit a key topic which i think if you fish i don't care what you fish for right saltwater freshwater trout bass i think what you said Keyshawn, is true and, and jim tell me if you think this is true that moment when you start your fishing day right there's something about that you know what i mean like it's the great unknown you haven't made that cast yet you know for Keyshawn and i it was that fog rising for me and you it was the walk in yeah. right it's that moment before it happens that's a pretty cool thing in fishing wouldn't you agree i agree yeah yeah you know the the anticipation not knowing you know you got the the hope that the day turns out great right but there's also that little bit of like you know if there is a struggle then it tends to be a little bit more memorable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that anticipation is, is yeah. uh, it's always fun. It's a cool part of the day. Uh, I do want to throw something else at you, Keyshawn, and I got it. This is, this is a, I'm going to admit this and I, I got to be honest with you. So I got to, I knew Jim, I fished with Jim before I knew he could fish. 
with Lane Johnson and Martin Truex. I fished with both those guys before. I knew they could fish. And Keyshawn, I knew you were an angler. I knew you had fished and you had some yeah. fishing experience. But I didn't know your skill level. And we get out there and immediately, you know, like within the first five casts, I can read someone's body language, you know, and tell and can tell whether, you know, you, you're a hardcore fisherman or you're dialed or whatever. Dude, you could fish, bro. You could fish, bro. Like, you're really good. You were, you're a really good fisherman. I'm not kidding you. You're like good, good. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I didn't. I mean, I didn't want to like. I didn't want to go I, out there and like, uh, I don't know, uh, feel like I'm like, oh, I got it handled because you know I've never fished with professional bass fisherman before, but I didn't want to be like uh, <laughs> shy about it. <laughs> you, you're very talented. You got a lot of skills. Have you ever considered a career in professional fishing? I actually have when I was younger, you know, I was like, man, maybe I could do both, you know, maybe I could fish during the week and then, you know, go ride bulls on the weekend. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm here to tell you, you should listen to me. If you ever want to exit professional bull riding, which you shouldn't because you're, you're one of the best in the world. I think you could honestly make it as a pro bass fisherman. You're that good. So you got my vote of confidence. For sure. I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, it. That means a lot. Keyshawn, I cannot wait for you to see the full episode uh our, our show. I can't wait for you to see it. I can't wait for everybody watching and listening to this right now. I can't wait for you to see our episode. It was so fun. Uh, I learned so much. And Keyshawn, can, I, I wish you nothing but the best the rest of the year. I hope you get some some big wins coming up. And I can't wait to fish with you again. I look forward to it. Likewise. Thank you, man. Thanks for coming on the show. There you have it. Keyshawn Whitehorse, yeah. everybody. <laughs> yes. Thank you, guys. <laughs> man, it, it, it's it's true, though. And Brian Carpenter, you know, Brian, you fish with a lot of people, and you immediately know whether someone's dialed in on oh, fishing yeah, or not, you sure. know? And he was. He had a lot of All talent. Right. Give yeah. me your Give me your honest opinion then, Brian. Jim Miller? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> I definitely want Jim on my team. You know, uh, I don't know if we're going to win the tournament, but definitely got to steal the trophy. You might, get lucky. <laughs> you might not win the tournament, but you'll steal the we're trophy gonna, at the end. Beat him up in the parking lot. Right. <laughs> One way or another, you're getting that trophy. Screw them. By the way, <laughs> what's that? from the past for Ike Live. Oh, you did? This is not the first person that we've had on the show that has been in a rodeo ring. This ain't our first rodeo. It's not. It's not. Jay Brainerd was here. <gasps> You're right. He was, um, he, was a, he was a rodeo. I think he still is a professional rodeo clown. Rodeo clown. Yeah. He is. Yeah, Jay did like, he, he was famous for like a, a, like a front flip over a bull or something like that. Yeah. So right? I... What, what's what's funny about the rodeo clown? So I asked Keyshawn on our drive home. So we had about a two-hour drive back. I said, "What's the deal with the clowns? Because they're like a key part of the sport, right? Like from a safety standpoint, from an entertainment standpoint." I'm like, "Dude, those dudes are hardcore." I'm like, "They get paid a lot." He's like, "Nope, <laughs> no. Like they don't get paid like 
anything. Like it's like a break even deal, but they love it. Mm. You know, he's like most of those clowns, like they're passionate about the rodeo. They're real cowboys. They love that world. You know what I mean? So they're doing it because they love it. And I was like, damn. And one of them ends up disgruntled in a, in a gutter. <laughs> right? Why is he going to be in a gutter? In a gutter? Yeah, yeah. The, with a red face. Clown? Yeah. I don't know. In a movie or something. <laughs> Pennywise? Pennywise. <laughs> Pennywise. Okay. Yo, Lenny Baird on, on, I think it was YouTube, had a great comment. I've never ridden a bull or been in an MMA fight, but I did just make two runs from Messina to Kingston. And I feel like I've done both. Wow. <laughs> that's true. That's a hell to Kingston from Messina is a hell of a run. Yeah. That's that's 40, 50 minutes past where I went. So I can understand that. Yes. Um, man, I hope everybody's enjoying it. It's been a heck of a show. We're talking about my new show called My World. It airs on CBS Sports Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And in fact, this Monday is the premiere episode, Jim. Very excited. Mm -hmm. I think it's the I think Lane is the premiere episode. We're we're saving Mr. Blaster. We're saving <laughs> some of the best for last. I think Jim, I think Jim is three or four, yeah. episode three or four down the road. So cannot wait for people to see the show. Man, I hope so they like it. I hope they're entertained yeah. by it. Awesome. Hope they have a good time. Uh, I'm okay. Thank you, Beck. Uh we've got one more guest coming up. Uh, but if you're hanging with us tonight and you've got a question or a comment. You got a question about the show? You got a question for any of the guests? Please chime through. Uh, Riz is Riz is going to pass them through here tonight. And Beck, here's something that's really really cool, which is tonight we have a guest on who is one of the best in her sport, and we have not filmed the show with her yet. We're actually getting ready to film this show. So I wasn't sure if we really wanted to do this because there's this really cool element about yeah. you meeting a guest for there the is. first time. Yep. But with doing this show, I thought it'd be super fun. I if think it's you fun. You guys got a chance to meet virtually through this show. Yes. And then you guys are going to physically in person meet yes in about two three days yes and you're gonna film the final episode of the my world final episode yeah. which i'm very excited about this is the exclamation points the grand finality finale on a great first season so i'm excited and i'm excited to meet her virtually uh one of the world's best uh uh women golfers L lpga pro this is amazing, Jim. This is going to freak you out. Over 3.5 million in winnings already, which is incredible. And joining us now, She's cannot saying, wait to meet her. After we just <laughs> talked about like, like rodeo clowns, I know. Make, like break even. I know. Like, yeah. let's bring I know. Well, this is great. I can't <laughs> wait to meet her. Marina Alex joining us yeah. right now live hey, on the show. Hey, guys. Hi. How are you? Hi. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Good. It's so nice to meet you virtually. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Um, I'm a little uh, little nervous about the next couple of days, but I'm excited. Well, the same the same for me. I I, I got to say the same. I'm I'm nervous because I got to be honest with you. I want to tell you up front. I am pretty much the happy Gilmore of of golfing. <laughs> uh, I, I I am. I've 
golfed very little. I've, I've mini golfed more than I've golfed. And when I have golfed, I get very frustrated and mad with that little white ball. I cannot wait to, to learn from you. I cannot wait to jump into your world. I'm so excited. I, I got butterflies about it. I really I do. Am, I am too. I, I definitely think um, you might be better at the golfing than I'm going to be at the fishing. So, but um, I, I think I'll get you better at least. Well, I, I want to start by saying I got a chance to watch some YouTube stuff with you, some social stuff with you. And I can tell you're, you're super passionate about the sport. Walk us through a yeah. little bit because I know a lot of the guests we've had on tonight I know with Jim, he's he's wrestled in high school. He was a collegiate wrestler. How did you get into it? Is this something you've done since high school, since college? How how yeah. did you fall in love with golf? Well, my dad is a huge golfer. So um, my brother and I actually started when we were really little, like four and five years old. We had a club in our hand. I actually think my first tournament, I was seven years old, um, just like wow. a nine-hole little peewee. Um, my dad was caddying for me. This is a cool story. Like I grew up in New Jersey and there's just not a lot of junior golf with girls, junior golf in New Jersey, you know, it's few and far between. And we were playing a tournament and it was pouring rain. I mean, it was awful. And my dad was like, let's just finish. Just doesn't matter what you shoot, just finish. And I was the only person to finish like all the other girls and whoever else just quit. Cause it was so brutal. And yeah. I won and I got like a first place prize, like a trophy, even though I was the only person left playing. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, awesome. But I didn't, I didn't know the difference. So that was kind of just like the beginning of it. And I was like, well, this is kind of fun. You get to go home with a trophy. And I, I think that was the cool thing about growing up in the Northeast. You know, there, there wasn't a lot of golfers. So I was quick to kind of excel. And then I definitely had to hit a learning curve after that when I got into you know, more of like the um, college level and then eventually the professional level, you realize how many unbelievable golfers there are. So it, it took me a little bit to hit my stride later on, but, um, but I've been doing pretty good the last few years. So it's kind of all come together. Yeah. It, it's awesome. Cause as you were talking, it, there's similarities there, which is my, my family, my uncle, my grandfather, very instrumental in getting me fishing. Jim, I know you're the same. We talked about it before. Uh, I think that's an important thing. When you look at a lot of top athletes, Beck, and I think you'll agree with me, getting started as a kid, right? Learning that passion as, as a child is is important to, to getting to be the best in the world, right? Yeah, totally. I think if you don't have it at that point, it's really hard to kind of cultivate it and then take it with you at the, at that, like, as it becomes harder and harder, because you guys understand the further along you get, the, you know, the more difficult it does become, it doesn't really get easier in a lot of ways. So you have to really love yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. My dad uh, is a huge fan of yours, by the way. He's so excited. I'm doing this. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. He's, uh, he's really pumped. I can tell you in fishing, one of the things I love, one of the things that drives me about the sport is um, it's the puzzle. I always talk about fishing as being a puzzle because every day is different. It's a living creature. You don't know. You have to sort of guess and predict and change. And I, I love that puzzle. That's why I fell in love with it. What is it about yeah, golf? What, what is it about you know, golf? There are, some, there are some similarities in that regard um, as far as like the day-to-day -day is very different. Um, I mean, and the week to week is different. You know, you're going to a different um, golf courses, different climates. There's a lot of things you have to adjust for 
and even yeah. you know within that week day to day where you have temperature changes um things like humidity like all sorts of weird little things can affect like how you're hitting golf shots and how the ball travels and wind direction and all that so there's like a lot of calculations that you're doing it and some of them become you know kind of second nature you don't really have to overthink them but it does take a lot of years of learning to kind of yeah. get that to um become more precise and to get more skilled at it and and i have to assume there's definitely a lot of um overlap in your world i mean different but like overarching a lot of similarities uh, a lot a lot and the weather weather i'd say would be a big one yeah uh, you know yeah your your world a lot of uncontrollables with weather and i i can tell you this are you mad at the weather channel a lot because i'm mad at them i'm yeah, mad at, at the weather people because they never get it right like we were um we were just overseas in um the uk you know we did two weeks in scotland and that's like a place where the the weather is extremely unpredictable and the weather apps are almost never accurate. And, you know, there was a couple of days I went out to the golf course, you know, it's like a 25, 30 minute drive from the hotel to the course, but I have to pack like four different outfits. Cause I just wasn't actually sure what it was going to be like 30 minutes yeah. from where I just was like thinking, Oh, might be warm today. might be cold. Um, yeah. There's, you know, a lot of people just get freaked out over the weather, but you just got to deal with it. You got to deal with it. That's true. Um, I know you've been fishing before. What, when did you start? What were some of your first experiences fishing? To be I got fair, to some of my real... first ex experiences were with my dad when I was little. Like he would just take me to like a little river or a lake and we would, you know, cast and try and catch some bass and end up catching like shitty sunny fish or whatever we used to call them <laughs> but like you know they, they weren't really ash they weren't any good but um <laughs> lately since i've moved to florida you know going out on um out in the ocean and the intercoastal is you know a really popular thing to yeah. do down here and it's in, it's enjoyable it's a lot of fun i just tried to go the other day with a couple of my friends but the uh again you know the forecast wasn't bad and then we got out there in the morning and it wasn't great. So we had to just stick into the intercoastal, but I'm growing to, to like it and appreciate it more. Um, but I have a lot to learn. That's awesome. Why well, I, I, I can't wait. And I have so much to learn, uh, in the golf world. I can tell you yes. we're, we're here and we're a few days away, uh, from our filming. Is there anything that I should prepare for physically? mentally should i do yoga should i stretch should i clear my mind what should i do uh, to prepare for our day golfing no, no there's nothing you can do at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no i think that um honestly it's like sometimes the more you try and prepare for it uh the more expectation you get in your head and then you then you're frustrated and disappointed so we're just going to go out and have fun and it'll be a lot better than you think it's going to be that i can promise you i like that a lot better because when i filmed with jim i was going up to his gym to get my ass kicked and he told me i should <laughs> ice my head and put novocaine no. on my lips and all this stuff so i'm i like this one a lot better yeah, you know? it's gonna be fun <laughs> the novocaine was for another different purpose oh that was for a different purpose okay <laughs> i'd still use the note and i use the ice too um i, I would like to never golf properly 
I know. I would too. I would too. And I, I, you know, I made an attempt years ago. Is that, is that Peggy? I used, golf, I used to golf a little bit, and I, I made Mike do this charity event with me. We hit nine holes, and he was like, "We got to go to the bar. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> we can go to the bar if we need to take a break." It's yeah. yeah. I, I can tell you, I really do. I appreciate the sport, and like I watch it, and I can, I can see from afar. But the conversion I have to learn is, is, and I, the best comparison in fishing is patience, right? Like mm -hmm. my style in fishing is very, I, I like fast paced. It's hard for me to slow down. It's hard for me to, 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 to like see the bigger picture, right? Cause I just, I want to go, go, go. And I think that's a big thing that I, I can't wait to learn is, is, is that slowing down concentrating the technique like i've never really did that i just kind of wanted to hit 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 so i'm looking forward to that i'm looking forward to that learning process yeah, you know? that's the difference between golf and a lot of uh, any other sport really where you're very reactionary and you're just kind of like feeding off of you know what's going on around you and also a team you know where this is just yeah. you're out there on your own and you're in control of how you're swinging the club and the contact that you're making. So yeah, the patience element and, and kind of the calm and all that you do need, but then, you know, there are some golfers out there that, that channel that very high paced energy, like in a good way. So we can figure out how to make it work. Yeah. I think well, we, I, we can use that to your advantage. I hope so. I'm super excited because I think last time that not yet, what, what happened? I threw a club in the pond and I yelled at the ball. <laughs> Happened. Oh boy. Yeah, it was it was bad. Maybe we do. Maybe we do have some work to do. <laughs> I'll be well behaved for our shoot. Though. Oh. Anthony guys <laughs> wants to know why he's so Jersey. Like he yells. I know. <laughs> I am pretty Jersey. Uh, we got a question coming through the message board. Yes. What is it? Anthony guys wants to know why they use such a small pencil. Oh, what in golf or yeah. the score card? Yes. <laughs> this question is coming from obviously someone that doesn't golf. So. I <laughs> think so. It fits pencil. in your pocket. That's what I would guess. <laughs> That's a good answer. There you go. All right. There's your answer, Anthony. That's a good answer. Uh, I, I want you to clarify something, though, because I get sure. it all the time in the fishing world, which is in my boat with me, I carry at times, I carry eight, 10, 15 even up to 20 rods at a time and i always get criticized for having so many rods in golf you guys use a lot of clubs you have clubs for specific situations yeah so talk a little bit about that because i i'm just looking for some justification for everybody that yells at me for carrying too many rods because you guys do the same thing in the golf world yes it to an extent so like there's everyone has 14 clubs in the bag and like each of them do different things. You know, you have your putter for obviously the putting green driver yeah. off the tee, and then, you know, everything in between. And all of those are spaced out with like a, with a loft is what you call like how much, basically it's like the angle of the club that's going to allow it to, when you hit it, go up into the air. So like they step down. And so they go from launching something very high to launching something lower. And that's all of that purpose is to generate a certain yeah. distance. Yeah. Now, even from there, like we get really technical with it. There are different, you know, shafts and then like those 
operate differently in terms of how fast or slow you swing. And so they kick in certain ways, like depending on your technique and your mechanics and all of that is used to optimize how you're hitting the shot. So it may not be that different than fishing. And then, you know, you have also elements of when you have different types of turf. So if you're hitting it off of like grass, that's really firm and firm ground. Sometimes you have different clubs for that because like it allows the the blade of the club to go through the grass easier. So there's all sorts of different things that, especially at a professional level, like people, people will tinker around with to get like an optimal, um, you know, just an optimal setup for the, the course that they're having to play that week. So yeah. yes, you're not crazy for having that many well, fishing rods. <laughs> thank you. That was the answer I was looking for. So all you haters out there think I carry too many rods. There's the answer. Yeah. For you. Uh, I, I can tell you the other thing Beck, that I'm looking forward to, and I would love to, to have you help me figure this out, which is we occasionally go to like a top golf uh, and mm-hmm. we'll hit balls and let's say out of 10 tries, there's two of them where I hit the ball just perfect. And it looks like I know what I'm doing. And then the other eight, I don't like, I have no consistency in that long, I guess drive is the correct term. I don't know, but okay, I would love to learn consistency there. Like, is, is there, ha, I, I'm excited to learn it. Let me just leave yeah, it at that. I think we, yeah, I think we need to actually do that in real time and then I will be able to help you get better consistency. Okay. I'm looking forward I'm, to that. I'm showing up because I hit the ball like a field hockey player. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, well, that's pretty good. <laughs> I have no loft, so I might show up with the kids and, and get a lesson. You should. Okay, you should. You. Okay. Um, so I want to leave you with this too, which is in these challenges, uh, the second day will be in my world, or I don't know which order we're filming, but when we get to my world, Uh-oh. Marina, I'm going to give us a tough challenge. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have a very, very tough challenge ahead of us. And I don't want to give too much away. Drink, 10 okay. cup whiskey, drink. I don't want to give too much away. Um, but we're going to have a very difficult challenge in front of us. But you are a, a competitor. I'm a competitor. And we are going to be fishing as a team. So I'm very excited oh boy, to yes. announce that. All right. We're going to be fishing together as a team. But we're going to have to work for it. Are you ready to work with two? I'm to ready. Accomplish this yeah. Challenge? Okay. You're up be, the uh... Do I get I like a handicap that. for that or <laughs> not, not working for me? Cause I think I need one. Oh, it's, it's going to be good. Um, hey, I got a question. Mike. Yeah. So Andrew Holly on Facebook kind of tipped me off to this or started the conversation in my head. Yeah. What are you going to be wearing when you're out there on that golf course? Cause they wear some, you know, they get carried away with the, the socks and the little pants. Well, I'm, how I'm, crazy you going, dude? I'm, I'm, I want to, <laughs> I want to. I want to look the part. I, 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 really to, I, I really want you to look the part. I do want to look the yeah. part. I'm going to. I'm <laughs> going to. I'm going to try my hardest to look like a professional golfer. And and I did the same with Jim. I I I did. I look like a. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> that was a, that was a no. <laughs> Good. Answer. We, we were half naked on the mat. Yeah, we were half naked. <laughs> oh, I didn't have a singlet on. I thought I had a singlet on. No. Okay. Um, I will try to look the part. So you're gonna have Heshi socks rolled up your knees and the, the. I don't like, want to give away too much. Yet. We'll see. Oh, drink again. <laughs> drink again. Drink again. Tin cup. Drink again. Uh, 
I, I do want to, one last question. This is this is for both of you guys. Um, how amazing is it that you get to do something that you love for a living, right? Like people are watching and listening to this right now and they're saying, I would love to golf for a living. I would love to fight for a living. It, do you pinch yourself every day? Start with you, Jim. Is it something you still, is it hard to, you, can, it, it's awesome. Uh, right. You know, it's taken a lot of work. Um, and that's, that's something that, you know, not everybody picks up on. Right. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, for me, you know, that opportunity that, you know, fight week and, and fight day, right. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's the best. Like I, right. I, I, I've why you do it. Yeah. I've earned yeah. the opportunity to do that and I, I get to do it. Yeah. You know, uh, I, so I, I savor every, every opportunity I, I get. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's, it's awesome. That's awesome. Marina, the same question for you. Um, I, I, I know this has been a childhood passion of yours and now you do it for a living. You earn your living golfing, which people cannot believe it. And you're successful yeah. and you've traveled the world. Do you pinch yourself still? Is it, is it hard to believe this? Yes. I have to a little bit more because everything sometimes, you know, you can look at it like, oh, it's becoming a job or it's becoming, you know, difficult. But no, I, I do have to sometimes be like, hey, this is a pretty amazing thing that you get to do. And also just the element of competition, like when it gets down to it and all the work that you do put in and yeah, it may not be great all the time, but then when you get out there and you're teeing it up and you know, you're coming down the stretch on a last day and you have a chance to win a tournament, like that's why you do everything that you do just you know for those moments because that is an yeah. incredible thing to say and that is you know what you do for a living is to to live for those moments which is pretty cool yeah very very cool i'd agree i'd agree with both you guys it's uh amazing to do something you love to do for a living and uh it's it's awesome marina i cannot wait to yeah, visit you this week. I cannot wait to get into your world. I cannot wait to fish with you. I'm looking forward to it so much. I can't tell you. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Okay. There you have it. We, we, yes, Beck, you have something? You have nothing. Uh, Marina, can't wait to see you this week. Can't wait. It's going to yep, be fun. It's going to be awesome. Guys. Yeah, it's going to be good. Thanks a lot. We'll see you this week. All right. Have a good night. Bye. You too. Man, that's awesome. I I love that 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 our last episode is still looming. Isn't that a cool thing? <laughs> like we're here promoting the show, but Riz, the last episode hasn't happened. Isn't that kind of cool? It is pretty cool, man. It's it, very it, cool. It really is because I was. I mean, like I said with Lane, I was with you on the first one. So this is all kind of kind of surreal, man. I'm yeah. I'm pumped for for you and LPGA and mma and the bull rider and fishing there's one thing in common between all of those professional sports is that ultimately when it comes down to it and you're competing at your craft it's you and only you right you're not, in that ring it's by not yourself. a team sport you're on the front of the boat by yourself she's on the tee box by herself Keyshawn's yeah. on the bull by himself yes. so like one of the amazing things is it teaches you to rely on yourself and it's cool that you're dabbling into both sides yeah. of, of the world so. yeah yeah, I like team sports, but there yeah. is something to be said no about an individual sport yeah. where, and I've said this to Beck before, but like when I have a bad tournament or a bad event, I like the fact that I can put the blame on myself and say, mm -hmm. here's what I did yep. wrong. 
right? You're not not yeah. a teammate or not. A, you don't have to look. You for know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's yeah. on you. I like that. I, I I might not like it at the time because yeah. I'm punching holes in the drywall, yeah. but I do like it in the long term. You know? Yeah. It's a uh, like I'm my my own biggest critic. Yeah. You know, I get these little punks that talk crap in my DM sometimes because my video game character beats them. <laughs> uh, and they say some really hurtful things, uh, but, <laughs> but, it, but if they only knew the conversations I have with myself in my head sometimes where you're like, man, like, yeah, you know, cause it's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I enjoy it. I thrive in that environment of, you know, personal responsibility. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's I've, I've always liked it. So. Yeah, it's a great point, Riz. There's something to be said for that. Uh, the other thing I'm excited about, too, Beck, and we mentioned it, but I like the diversity that we've had season one, uh, the diversity of sports, the diversity of athletes, um, fisheries. fisheries. What a great way to end the season with Marina, with uh, with a woman, professional woman athlete. Um, I, I personally am so excited yeah. to have a woman involved. Me in too. The show. Me too. It, it feels like it makes it complete, you know, so very, very excited. Cannot wait for that. Uh, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm stoked. I hope people like it. I, I hope people like it. Same you know, here, I hope people like the show. So, so you really get DMS from kids from yeah. your video game character. Oh Yeah. And they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I'll usually, usually what happens is I'll, I'll send, I'll send their, uh, like a screenshot of it to my buddies and then they'll like troll them. Tag me tag me in on that. Are got... Mike's Brian the Carpenter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I Brian's my that. muscle. My yeah. my troll muscle. Yeah. 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 I went in on that. <laughs> All right. You <laughs> went in on that. Ta tag me in. I, I loved it. <laughs> Stupid needs to be addressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, your show. So here's the fun part. We're going to go out to the sizzle. Yeah. It's the same thing we rolled into. Yeah. Um, it'll, it'll take a few seconds. Oh, oh, setting it up. <laughs> oh, so this is what we're doing right now. Cause everything's really slow. So, oh, okay. Uh, just... Yeah. Well, I, I, I just wanted to say, uh, I wanted to just kind of recap and say, thank you, Jim, for coming in my and being pleasure. my co-host. Yes. 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 I also wanted to thank all our amazing guests that came in taking time out of their day uh to to come in um want to remind you that tomorrow night is the premiere uh becky said it best google it or go to youtube tv or whatever you want to do to find cbs sports monday nights 9 p.m eastern time the premiere is tomorrow what's tomorrow's date riz what is tomorrow august date? 30th 8 30 yeah. yes august 30th a premiere time. Um, I hope you like the show. I uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you do, please go and leave comments. Leave comments there on the website. Leave comments on my social sites. Uh, we're going to be doing a few more of these as the season progresses. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be hopping back on a live tomorrow night right before the show, too. Nice. Just from my phone to give people a reminder. So I hope people like Thank it. Thank you so much to us over here. Uh, yeah, what a thank. Shout out to us. Yeah, what a thank yeah. the, the rest of the Guggen squad here. Uh, what a thank Brian Becky Carpenter. Becky smells great tonight, by the yes. way. Uh, Brian Carpenter awesome. for producing. Uh, Beck for co-producing. Beck, what are you wearing? Riz for co-co-producing. Co-co. <laughs> <laughs> Co-co-producing. Yeah, Beck, who are you wearing tonight? No, what, what's that smell? Oh, oh what are you wearing? Oh, 
the smell is Gucci. My clothing is uh, Jim. Who are you wearing tonight? Uh, John Deere. Yeah, it's a cool shirt. <laughs> John Deere. <laughs> well, all right. Smells uh, like beef jerky. Smells like beef jerky. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, and, and again, thanks to all our guests. Thank, thanks to viewers. Jim, you want to shout anybody out before you? Uh, you want to? You want to promote anything or shout anybody out real quick before we go here? You got anything? Want to say hi to anybody? Uh, Check out my fight, September eighteenth. Yes. Don't pay attention. ESPN. To ESPN. Cor- yeah, correct. it'll be. It should be on ESPN. I think. Okay. There's so many different places that it can be. Yeah. ESPN, ESPN Plus. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but I believe it's just on Google ESPN. it. Yeah, just Google it. Yeah. Yeah. Google it. <laughs> or YouTube <laughs> TV. Don't be yeah. lazy. Just Google it. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Jim, we'll be watching. We'll, right. We will be watching. Always. It. We'll be watching it. I'll Google it so yeah. I know where to watch yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, have a uh, this one's going to be at the uh, the Apex, so it's a the small uh, arena that they've got now. in Vegas. Yeah, in Vegas, it's like the TLA for concerts in Philly. Yeah, small I like venue. the TLA. It's yeah. cool because it's like very, like you're in and out. Yeah, you know, uh, fighting in front of the fans is awesome, and and you know, I definitely can't wait to fight in front of the fans again. Yeah, uh, but the small venue is pretty sweet too. Right. So no fans yeah. on this one. They're minimal. Wow. Yeah, I think it's only a handful of tickets that they sell. But. Holy shit. Yeah. Here we go. It's it's weird. It's quiet. You can hear yeah. like all Yeah, I, I know. I know from watching. Yeah. It's definitely different. What about the no fans arenas that put the giant cardboard heads in the seat? That kind of freaks me That's out. That's weird. It's weird. I thought right? you were talking about MLF, Dude. no fans. Well, MLF has no fans too, but they don't even put the big heads in the seats. See? That's what they need That's to do. Weird. Yeah, the big heads are weird. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I think they're weird. Um I hope everybody had a great time watching tonight. Uh, look forward to it. Uh, hope hope you enjoy it. And that's it. What else? <laughs> Becky yeah. muted me out. <laughs> I'm still saying goodbye. She cut my mic. She's afraid you're going to give away right. too much. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Not to give too much away, but. <laughs> Not to give too much away, but bye. My name is Mike Iaconelli. They call me Ike. I've been a pro bass fisherman for almost 25 years. No! My world is fishing. Never give up! Never give up! I've reached the pinnacle of my sport. I've won the Bassmaster Classic and Angler of the Year title. This is what happens when you get a Super Bowl champ and a Bassmaster Classic champ in the same boat. I want to meet people who have also reached the top of their professions. I told you, Mike, never give up. Fellow athletes with a passion for what they do. It's quite a way to make a living, isn't it? Wow. Yep, yep. I want to experience their world. Feet are going. Then bring them into my world.
Welcome to my world. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right, I just pulled up to Lane Johnson's house. Today, I'm going to enter his world and see what it takes to become an all-pro NFL lineman. Yep, yep. Feet are going. All right, here we are. Just got here to meet my good friend, Jim Miller. I'm here to step in his world, see what it takes to be a professional UFC fighter. I'm here to meet my good friend, Martin Truix Jr. Martin is a superstar of NASCAR. I'm here to jump into his world and find out what it takes to become a NASCAR champion. Martin! Mike! You're here already! Yeah, buddy. Are you saying you beat me here? I did. I got here quick. Welcome to my world. Here's the challenge. We gotta catch a largemouth bass. All right. Oh, yeah. We gotta catch a striper. Striper! Yeah. And we gotta catch a channel catfish. Oh! Catfish! Our bonus fish today is going to be an exotic snakehead. <laughs> I feel the pressure, man. <laughs> Dude, you caught the rarest fish Woo. of them all. That's a snakehead. Look at the teeth on that thing. <laughs> we got a real good challenge today. The challenge is two bass over five pounds. One down. <laughs> One to go. Yeah. Oh! Dude, that's a good one. It's quite a way to make a living, isn't it? You know, it, it was it was a dream come true in a sick way. Here we go. That's a good first fish, man. Beautiful. Yes, again! Again! <laughs> yeah. Got him, got him, got him! Go! I'll take it. Welcome to my world. You ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm pretty damn impressed how easy he got it up there. We, we struggle ourselves. <sighs> Just keep thinking about fishing.